welcome Thank to you guys your... so much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I love it. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by a very special guest, model, writer, founder of the Third Cup community, newly released Oracle deck creator, the realist Oracle, and now fellow podcaster, host of the Eldest Daughter podcast, it's Kendra Austin. That's right. Thank you guys so much for having me. I am so excited. I have been a longtime listener. Um, I think I've reached out to each of you also literally probably two or three years ago to send you underwear. Um, oh my so, god yes you gave from yes that was the parade underwear right mm-hmm. yeah that's i was right. like still oh. that's right yeah yes i Dude. used to do astrological consulting for parade and okay, so cool. i sent them so we like worked on this whole this whole line of uh astrology panties and that's when i first came into contact with you guys pod so now it feels like it's really full circle yeah um now that i've done the full deep dive into my my own crystal bitchness um, I love and, I love those and we're all just too. meeting in a good place they're good huh they were, yeah I'm yeah, still wearing yeah. them like even the colors and everything like worked for my side okay, whatever it was was good you know agreed amazing mm-hmm. agreed so and I feel like it was a un, I had the fire sign pack and there was like a fuchsia almost color and it's like one that I never pick but it's one that gets like assigned to me all of the time as a sag and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah it's that that is the color. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love that. Sometimes yeah. color chooses you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not, but it is, it just keeps coming up and putting on those underwear helps step into that power. Mm-hmm. Period. I felt, and I felt, I remember too, at that time, it felt very like, oh, we're, we are Astro cool girls. Now we got the parade underwear. Right. The parade out. stamp. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, cool. Cause I remember like starting to see some of them pop up and I was like, hmm, wonder wonder when those will land right. in the old mailbox and then yeah and then we've been right. internet friends I feel like you know like a like a good internet friendship I feel like I know you I've been yes. lurking and observing and and fanning so it's so fun to 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 chat for the first time yes absolutely and this is <laughs> this is my absolute favorite thing to talk about ever and now I get to do it in the space where it's welcome so I really am so grateful to you guys oh, that's so <laughs> wonderful well speaking of of your internet presence I feel like this will lead into I mean everything you it's in it's in the chart it's on the grid um I guess third cup would maybe be the container for this too but I mean you're creating so many cool community events you are typically on the east coast Um, So we're not able to attend these, but I mean, the community that you're creating and the events that you're putting on and all of this that you're bringing together. I mean, one, just like we see you, that's fantastic. It looks amazing. And how, how is that going? How did that start? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Third cup was kind of like my ode. No, it truly, truly was me following my Aquarian path. I think that that's Mm -hmm. one thing that's been so gorgeous for me about really being such an astro enthusiast is that I'm really using it as a tool for me to understand what my message is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in this particular life. And I came to a place where I was like, I'm, I was literally seconds away from leaving my Saturn return, which I have a 29 degree Saturn and Aquarius. We saw. And I said, Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) And so I said, what is my responsibility to my community? And, um, you know, I'd always felt naturally quite alienated from the spaces that I really wanted to be a part of. 
because they were kind of always founded on pieces of me. So like mm-hmm. when I've, mm-hmm. I've have ADHD, I've always been a hyper fixation girly. And so I kind of always fell into these like extreme um, interests like it's like I joined a pottery studio or I'm going to take a painting class or like, you know, I'm in fashion, I'm in all these media spaces. And I always kind of felt like on the outside of the cool girl circle. And that was something that I carried with me from my childhood of being just on it straight up a weirdo and in the best way imaginable. And I feel like as like an ode to like kind of sealing up that grief and that feeling of loneliness I was like I want to be able to provide people the sense of authentic connection that I had to work really really hard to find myself Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel so celebrated and so loved at this really important time in my life where I feel like I'm coming into my own I'm coming into um, my sense of belonging as you know in huge part of like female friendship and um, yeah I wanted to be able to offer that to, to other women and a place like New York Obviously, there are so many people and so many different kinds of people. And that's why we all gravitate towards New York or to places like New York Mm -hmm. or L.A. Is that you're just hoping to kind of win the numbers game, right? Mm -hmm. And finding people who are more like you and who have kind of that common understanding about what we're doing here. And at the same time, it feels so lonely when you cannot find them because you know that they're there. Yeah. So I felt that if I used intention and specificity to be clear about the necessity to be emotionally available for friendship in the same way that we need to be for romantic partnerships, um, for a level of commitment and a level of earnestness and vulnerability that the exact right people would find the space and want to come to our dinner parties, to our meditation classes, to our run club, to our book club. And that is exactly who the fuck shows up. Like there are hundreds of women that have come to these events at this point and all of them are so incredibly sweetie pie angel and earnest <laughs> and motivated to find connection that is deep and strong and long. And I mean, the number of women that have reached out to me since even coming to one of my events to be like, we're in a group chat now and we go on walks yeah. together or we're going to play tennis now, or we're going to get into this hobby. It's like that, I, that's everything I could have ever asked for. So it's very much beyond me at this point, which is exactly what I hope for it. Yes. Well, Whoa. that's so beautiful. I mean, every everything that you said is really pinging so many things for me but I think it's really beautiful the idea of taking that wounding of feeling isolated and using that to be the catalyst for creating that space for other people because I think that those things stay with us for so long and they also make it the reason why we don't make these groups even though we want to see these groups ourselves we want to be a part of them we want to be invited to them but it does feel like Mm -hmm. the I know something for me personally is always kind of like you know, I want to be invited to this thing, but I don't necessarily want to be one of them who makes it because I don't know who's going to show up. I don't know who's mm-hmm. going to be yeah. there. Who are, who are these people and what does that reflect back about us? And I think you clearly are just in such a place and it sounds like, well, hard fought and well earned and created and cultivated for yourself too. But in that way of like being able to really embrace everyone that shows up for you as like meant for you in a way that's mm-hmm. non like... I don't know. It's really, that's really cool. And I think thinking of those big cities too, of it being a bunch of people who are looking for community, but also are, are these individual people working on their own projects, working, right, coming from the places that you all come from, feeling that same sense of loneliness and isolation that it's like, of course we don't, 
you think it's going to be an automatic thing in a big city like oh of course there's going to be all these group right. ups and people i could i'll you know swing a, <laughs> swing yes. a cat and hit somebody that totally. i want to you'll out find with. somebody yeah but it, exactly. but it does take a long time it's so hard because we i think are all in that place of of being used to being kind of outsiders or lonely or just scared i mean you just have a lot of friendship pain i feel right. like friendship pain is not a thing that we talk about it's enough devastating yes it's <laughs> devastating it's devastating it's- and i think in the same way that we don't talk about the grief i also think that we don't engage enough of an understanding of that friendship connection is all connection has a baseline like there is a baseline that you have to be at in order to find any connection that makes sense for you and that requires availability like you have mm-hmm. to try and all we ever hear is about how much we need to try to find a partner but mm-hmm. all the qualities that you're looking to tap into to find a partner without any of the trauma is exactly what you need to do to find friends mm-hmm. you have to show up you have to plan dates you have to meet them where their joy is you have to ask them about themselves with really deep and intentional questions and you have to be willing to share mm-hmm. and those are things that i don't think people think about a lot because so many of us originally found friends through convenience right mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. school like after school like activities. this person's assigned to you basically yes. yeah they're like compulsory like, environments yeah or like i you know like growing up like so many kids with the same last name would be friends because you literally had lockers next to each other you were like yes. in alphabetical order <laughs> so you yeah. just like end up hanging out with all yes. the a last and somehow name kids. i still thought it was fate I was like, it makes sense that we, <laughs> me, and me, me and Chelsea Anderson, we should be besties. Yes. <laughs> no, exactly. Meant to be one true pair. In exactly. I think if there's anyone to talk about friendships, I mean, you really talking about the 29 degree Saturn. I mean, you have a zero degree Aquarius sun and you have planets in between. So it's really the like runs the gamut of the sign. And I'm sure that that becomes difficult when things are transiting there because it's like gonna hit another thing and then another thing and then another thing mm-hmm. and same pinball machine same That's like right. when you know <laughs> venus is retrograde in leo currently and you're gonna have oppositions and squares from taurus and stuff how do you feel about having all that aquarius does it feel i mean obviously it feels natural to me from the outside but what about on the inside right um i mean it feels it feels like tension. It feels, it feels like I am constantly being electrocuted. Honestly, (laughs) honestly. And I mean that in the way, like I charge up and I gain a superpower, but I lose Mm. a sense of humanness. Like, I feel like every time there is like a huge astrological shift. And obviously right now we're also like Saturn is the name of the game. Aquarius and Capricorn has been the name of the game for like eight years. And I Mm -hmm. am tired. That is my whole chart. (laughs) I have one Mm -hmm. placement. That's not that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is, and then that one placement is squared, like everything. So it feels, it does feel so charged. And at the same time, all of my message, all the things that come from those transits are so painstakingly clear. I can't really miss the message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I always say that to people whenever they see my chart. I'm like, the good news is that I'm one kind of person. The bad news is that I'm one kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. like, my messages are going to come so consistently in the same exact way. And I need to like figure it out. Um, but also it's like, I'm so fixed that I'm really stubborn to that. I'm just I'm I'm stubborn to learn the lesson often um 
but yeah, I think that it, it feels like electricity. I think having, especially because it is also Aquarius. Um, yeah, it's like already kind of electrical. Yeah, so I'm gonna exactly do a little right, screen like, share just for our folks watching on YouTube. That's right, we're on YouTube. What's your sign podcast on YouTube? Um, and I'll go back to full screen because I like seeing all our faces together. But just want to give a little. <laughs> there yes. Blah, I blah, thought boom, hello. I mean, just yes. like fuck I mean, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Are you? Don't be embarrassed at all. No, no. way. Was... <laughs> it's well, so. It's very. Se- I mean, there's so much to be seen in the front, right? But then also yeah. talking about the friendship stuff. I mean, Jupiter and Scorpio in this 11th friendship community mm-hmm. space, and this like big T square to Venus too. So so much of like benefic joy. Mm-hmm with like these moon fields of Taurus. So like, yeah, I mean, you're definitely fixed as fuck and earthy Mm -hmm. and earthy as fuck. I mean, maybe the only thing I know we're never really lacking, right. It's like maybe fire. Do you, do you seek out fire or fire like things in different sorts of ways? All of my friends are Leo's or cancers. Mm -hmm. My like Mm -hmm. literally all of them. It's that's what I'm missing, right. The water and the fire. So I, I definitely tend to gravitate towards people and environments that really ignite that. I even love being around water. I love like doing mm-hmm. things that help me tap into that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it brings a lot of clarity for me to kind of help shift a lot of that fixedness. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. Like there is actually something, there is something that could kind of be a bomb to what I think is the only way. Like I often feel like there's only one way to be, right? Because that's how I'm experiencing mm-hmm. my life as somebody who's all my placements are in one place. So and like just, all in. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it varies. Like it, it feels so often like a sink or swim or all or nothing um, approach that I'm asked to take in my career, in my love life. And I think that like, especially as I've gotten older, having friends who have different I think also different modalities, right? But in general, mm-hmm. I tend to also go towards other fixed and cardinal energy. Mm-hmm. But I think that like having people of different elements really, really helps me like kind of soften and also really like jazzes me up. Like I need without any fire around me, I will get very earthy in the like, I'm seeing an obstacle and it's physical. And so there's no way mm. for me to focus on anything else but this physical obstacle, whether it's mm-hmm. like money or space. And then I have my fire, my Leos and they're like, bitch, do you want it? What? What's the question here? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I, I would have done it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I would have done it yesterday. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So mm-hmm. I think that that, that is very helpful for me. Oh, mm-hmm. I lo- well, and also thinking of Leo's with your zero degree sun too, like in illuminating that sun or illuminating those, the lunar parts of you, like looking at your chart, having your seventh and eighth houses be cancer and Leo. Those, those are also your like pretty committed mm-hmm. people right. too. So I know a fixed, you know, it's all about we're fixed gang gang here. So a lot of loyalty right. and like, you know, you do you it. fuck with me? We yeah. should also exactly. say- do you fuck with me? Yes or no? Yeah. We should also <laughs> check say the box. That- we're looking at the chart in whole sign, which isn't what we yes. normally do. So just for people who have watched if like, before. they're like, did you switch? We yes, who are, who are looking. Respecting the, I, I see, you use whole sign, we'll throw, we'll throw it up, you know. Yes. Right, right, right. Your, Honestly, I'm just. Is that your preference or do you have a, do you have a preference? 
you know you what? feel comfortable I sharing <laughs> i wouldn't you know what i wouldn't say it's a preference actually okay. i'm really yeah i'm really really open i think that like right now that's like kind of my study mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think the simplicity of like just visual like being able to visualize and when somebody mm-hmm. asks me i like know roughly where their stuff is going to be i i appreciate totally. the ease of that approach but at the same time it's like you know i I originally learned from astrologers who obviously were looking at plastic charts and were able to say like, you know, you have these two different energies in this house. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. often resonate Mm -hmm. with that. For example, with my seventh house, Mm -hmm. having both Leo and cancer there makes sense to me. Those are the people that I gravitate towards the most that kind of have this. And I also quite literally have had one of my longest like romantic trysts has been with the Leo with the cancer moon. Mm-hmm. so we, we have a i said you know what it connects I, <laughs> well you have that well you have that's that exalted also... moon and i think that that while you do have a traditionally like debilitated sun if we're talking about not right. not right. in actuality because i don't think anyone would look at your presence and go that sun is having trouble you know i think <laughs> i think your sun is is shining right. very brightly um but i do think that those like both both of those powers um, are strong in your chart and in and definitely are like both co-present and so I think that that cardinal and fixed energy and those like I don't know not they're like you said it's like one type of person but it still is even one type of person has like sun and moon we can't just be like all all anything and so to have those two stronger I think that like cardinal and fixed not support each other more but I think that they are the the intensity level feels accurate yes exactly as opposed to as opposed to mutable and cardinal or whatever you know mutable is coming in and hring all of the things whatever it is but it's more like matching the energy as opposed to it being like different but the same intensity level so i do think that cardinal and fixed energies do have a more like while they aren't necessarily traditionally compatible or in the in the astrological kind of way you'd say i do think that they like can hold their own with each other I, totally. And, and Placidus, they're in the same house too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all that stuff's mm-hmm. right there in the first, most of it, obviously Saturn. Uh, but also the opposing house being half Cancer and half Leo. So it's mm-hmm. like the same thing. Like, I, it's just an example of how astrology can make the same argument for in Claim different several ways. Times. Yes. Yeah. Well, it also feels, and we can maybe use this as a segue to talk about your podcast too, of like your assigned role versus your comfortable, authentic Mm. self role kind of thing. And Cardinal being, you know, your podcast eldest daughter talking about these roles that we feel like we need to step into because that is what is assigned to us as our, you know, sibling role or as our, as our parents first, um, you know, project or whatever. So here's mm-hmm. the things that we know we can kind of like live into, but what's actually comfortable for me to me feels very much like that shift from cardinal to fixed, uh, right. you know, being at like, I can, I can do whatever, but I prefer right. to do to me, fixed energy is so much about preference and about yes. like, this is what, this is the kind of energy I like. And I kind of only like to be this one kind of thing. Right. Like, right. I, not that fixed people can't change and do the things, but it's like, no, this is the, this is the speed that this works at. This is the temperature that this cooks totally. at. This is whatever. And, <laughs> and right. kind of learning your temperature coming from that, like, can't Capricorn rising into, into Aquarius sun. Yes. Things. Yes. I mean, I would even say, 
I love that because I would even say within within myself I observe like the dichotomy of like will and direction so I always say like Mm -hmm. the fixedness in me is my will right it's Mm -hmm. like yeah I I this is my constitution and I'm gonna freak it with this constitution (laughs) and then my cardinal signs is like but where are we going bitch you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't just like, we're not, a, you're not a tree though. Right. Like mm-hmm. you have a will, but you also need to be going somewhere. And I think that that is, that's kind of where I like to play is yeah. like that kind of alchemy between like, you have a divine will, you have things that you really, really enjoy. Um, you also have somewhere that you'd like to go. So what are you willing to sacrifice to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the constant, you know, the constant conversation that I have going on in my mind and spirit is like, how, how can we kind of meet these two, these two minds within us, the will and the mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, it's like, I feel like, you know, with conjunction or like super conjunction stelliums, you know, I think there can be so much relief from people. Cause they're like, I only have to learn a couple, a couple signs and it makes Astro super easy, but then also the tunnel vision can be quite real. And I mean, you're only, <laughs> and you're only, it's, I, I think it's kind of beautiful that your only mutable placements are Chiron and the, the nodes, you know, like there's so much about right. our path, the path, the, the, the history and the, and the future. And then also that key with Chiron and Virgo too, in the ninth house, which is really like exploring and expanding in this Virgo way where I think Virgo gets so like they have to have it this way, but it's mutable earth too. And it can mm-hmm. learn to go with that flow. I guess, have you thought much about these kind of mutable bonus features, you know, not traditional planets. Like once you kind of get more yes. meet right with Chiron and the nodes, like it's a fun little it's, portal to get into. It's actually so interesting that you asked that because right now that is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, what does this mean <laughs> for me? Specifically with my Sagittarius North node being in my 12th house, it's very mm-hmm. confusing and mystifying for me. I literally mm-hmm. don't know what that means, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I think it's that hilarious. Might that's be its literally thing, the point. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That's literally the point. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I think that like the nodes themselves have kind of played out really clearly for me in that those are the only spaces where I've ever that that axis, the Gemini Sag axis, is the only place where I've ever allowed myself to move quickly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's not shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I have always hated um, traditional uh, learning environments. Mm-hmm. I've always been very good at them, which I think is the South Node thing, right? It's like yes. you've mastered yeah. that and then you. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've always been naturally good at them. I've always hated them because of authority. So there's the Aquarius and the Capricorn also tapping into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I don't believe that anybody can really tell me what I'm good at. And mm-hmm. I don't like traditional metric systems. Mm-hmm. Um, but that only really happened for me when I was able, when I chose to go far. So like for when I was growing up, um, I grew up in like a military family and then my mom was like a traveling professional. So I never really had a consistent physical space. Mm. And then when I graduated high school, I chose to go to the school that was the farthest away. And Mm -hmm. then when I graduated college, I went to the city that was the farthest away. That made sense for me. Um, and so like, I think that in those small ways, doing the Sag thing where I wanted to learn from kind of the sink or swim of going to a new Mm -hmm. experience, an entirely different experience Mm -hmm. to find out on my own what that felt like and kind of put my hand on the stove. 
that is, I think, the only space that I've really, really been like tapped into when it comes to my mutability. And that felt intrinsic to me once I kind of had what I think is like my early life crisis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> all of this that I've been doing. When was that? What, yeah, I was like, what age would you say? Um, well, kids, it would have been 23. Okay. No. Oh, okay. That's a yeah. That yeah. Well, like, sucks. So that makes yeah. Sense. Exactly. That's a twelfth house, right? Jupiter, yeah. Jupiter yeah. and yeah. and twelfth house yeah. perfection year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That was that was twelfth house perfection, and boy, did I feel it. And I did struggle. You know, that year I struggled with like a lot of like codependency. I had these really explosive, um, homoerotic relationships with my female friends, and I. <laughs> Like, I was like, you know, at the time, I, I'm excited. At now. the time, I didn't realize I was gay, you know, but yeah. it was like mm-hmm. I was having these like very like, explosive, like codependent relationships with female friends. I had a very codependent relationship with a partner who was like so lovely, but psychologically very tormented. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with like a lot of like addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. And those were things that just all like made sense. And it was also just an escape from the fact that I did not know who I was. And I yeah. had gone down one route because I said this is where we're going there was no direction there was only will I was like this is or excuse me there was no there's no will only direction I was like this mm-hmm. is where we're going mm-hmm. and this is where I was told I'm going to go to be successful and to find belonging and for people to be proud of me and once I graduated college I was like I don't want to do any of this like I literally was like I'm going to be the first black female president of the United States that is what mm-hmm. I thought from age zero to 22 Mm-hmm. And I was and I was planning on going to law school. I studied Middle Eastern studies, government and philosophy in college at the University Lib- of Texas. Libra tenth house. Okay, I mean, it's still good justice. Yeah, that's right. It was <laughs> it was always it was always justice for me. That's exactly right. I was like, I just want to affect. I want to affect change in the lives of people. I want to make them feel safer and more comfortable in the world. That was always true for me. And so I think that I just felt I had to go through these like very traditional paths. And I wanted prestige really badly in order to make it happen. And I actually kind of hit like a wall around my, um, around like my junior year of college where I was like, I actually can't like, I think I also just had an emotional crisis. of like, I can't do things mm-hmm. that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And you- again, I think that's the mutability tapping in. Not yeah. to well, and very Aquarian. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I fucking hate all this. Shit, so yeah, I will, exactly. I not, not to. I won't. Not yeah. Deviate too far, but did you know at that time that you had ADHD too, or no? No. Oh no, no. Because I it think was that rearing his head. Because I think that that is as a fellow ADHD person. Um, I also think that that is like around an age where when you, especially if you've been able to excel academically and all of those things you do kind of reach a, a burnout point or a yes. like the um the affirmations that you are getting from yes. the institutions and things like that are no longer enough because you're like this is right. so hard to to maintain like to hold this together yes. and if all i'm getting is like literally an a on a paper or like a pat on the back right. or something like that like that's not i that's not enough i need like way more exactly exactly way more for this to be worth to be hidden i need to mainline yes i I need like a heroin level of something or else i cannot be backbending like this and that kind of like um and again that like affirmation for the parts of you that you know are also like protecting these other real parts of you not real parts of you because i don't like using that that kind of terminology because i feel like it deviates yourself within yourself but like 
still that same like, oh, this isn't making me happy, but people are happy about this. Mm. And that right. how that really can yes. lead you to and these you other know. kind of codependent things or these other things where, oh, someone, someone else who knows yes. me deeply, who loves me, who whatever, like how it bleeds yes. into all of these other aspects of life. Totally. And like, no matter what, it's like, I was always going to feel really strongly about people. Mm-hmm. So I think that once I like tapped into having these like really strong adult relationships, they were the like norepinephrine, they were that dopamine mm-hmm. hit that I was looking for that I no longer was going to find in these institutions because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And as you know, like with the ADHD, it's like, you have to care that the fixation yeah. is the only thing that's going to get you through. And I, like you said, it's just like, it kind of tapped out. And then I just entered the like former gifted jo- child to burnout pipeline yes, and the self-discovery <laughs> that happens after that. And like, I mean, thank God is for it. Truly. Like mm. I, because I finally also faced other people's disappointment for the mm. first time in my life. I could see in like my mom's eyes for the first time, like confusion and disappointment. She was like, who is this? Like, cause at that yeah. point I was fully coasting on that Capricorn rising, that Capricorn rising in Mars <laughs> holding mm-hmm. me down you know and I think that like for the first time I was like looking at people's eyes and I could tell that they were confused like I went to one of my like old child oldest childhood friends she got married very young like right Mm -hmm. after college and at that point I had decided that I was gonna move to New York I was like I moved to New York I had been scouted by like a modeling agency on on Instagram and even though we decided to not like move forward I was like this is my sign like Mm -hmm. I could feel that gut instinct of like it's I have to go yeah Exactly. And like, even if it's not, I knew it wasn't specifically that it was that. And I knew it was Mm -hmm. that. And like the pipe, my, my hopeful pipeline to Oprah, I was like, that's the beginning. Right. (laughs) So, so once I, that kind of hit me, I'm going. So I went to this wedding and she was very, very close with our English. We both were very close to our English teacher, but she had a very close connection as well. And of course, I mean, of course we all did. Cause again, gay, but so, <laughs> so the English teacher was, English yes, I was like, hell yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, we just needed them and they needed us, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was there. The teacher was there at the wedding and I was like her star student. Like I was her star student by a mile. And so she was really confused when I told her, like, I'm not going to grad school and I'm actually not continuing any sort of career that makes sense to you. And I'm going to New York to model. And she was like, what? She's like, so what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make, what are you going to do? How are you going to make money? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're a prolific writer. You do this, you do this. Like, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. And I remember just going home that night and sobbing because I was like, everybody that I'd ever really, really wanted approval from felt like I was I could tell they were looking at me like I was a 45 year old woman having a midlife crisis and I I was but um but yeah you're, I think you're that that 23 I'm mad at this exactly. teacher right now I'm sorry isn't I'm, that crazy I'm taking on I've taken but people on anger. project so much <laughs> they I think do. on those in that too where it's like this is a failure of my teach I um, want I teach because I want them to do this I want them right. to be a reflection of me because they're gonna have a good yes sustainable mm-hmm. career totally you going off and doing your own thing doesn't say anything yes. about me and not that they're consciously doing that but I mean we all no. right no and everybody everybody well in that's that, not that the path right your mm-hmm. path it was right. windy and, people- and, and different I think it also right. just like scares people and they want, I mean, in a, a good way where they want to know that you are cared for. They see you as someone with potential that can 
you know, financially, right. materially be successful in this way. And it's, you know, totally capitalism and all of that. Too, right. But I think it, I mean, yeah. Wait, completely. This, I'm like, I don't making the chaotic more, choice. Yeah. It's making so much more sense too with this Sag North node and Chiron in the ninth house with Virgo. It's all really about how you're exploring knowledge. And I think too, with Virgo, it's like, well, what's also the most sustainable thing for you to do? And it probably wasn't just to go the path you were assigned, even though Capricorn can run that scam for mm. <laughs> until they freak Eternity. out and like, until the and wheels fall off. Yeah. Until they like have the office freak out and tell everyone that they hate them. But Aquarius, that's where the Uranus <laughs> sort of mix comes in as well, where it's like, if it doesn't align, why then like we only have one life unless the right. incarnation there and then we'll be bugs. But until then we're right. here, <laughs> we're here now. Totally. I don't and believe I like that. I was... that. Uh, go ahead. No, please continue. Oh, I just, I don't believe that you're ever wrong for following that voice that Mm -hmm. says it's time to go. It's time to try. It's time to. And I think that's why astrology is so important to me because it allows for you to say, yeah, I might grow into this thing later. I have potential Mm -hmm. here. I'm able to, you're able to look at things and say like, I can try to do that. Or, you know, I, I don't really use it to be like, this tells me no, you know, but I guess what people do. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, even if you, what you said was like really important too, for maybe people who are 23 right now and going through it is like, and this happened when, I mean, I moved around like 24, 25, still like post that time pre-Saturn return was like, I just want to be somewhere different. So even if this doesn't work, right. I am doing, I'm on a new path and it will, it will unfold. Totally. We'll go. Ex- exactly. The exactly. Phrase- the phrase that you use specifically about going like this is maybe not the thing but it's part this is like a step to the thing um to me is very sag north node in the 12th house of it going like you actually don't need to know all of the, the whole details, picture yeah but follow no. you have permission to follow that thing that says hey do that like go, go with that the rest of it you can yes. figure out you actually don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to have an idea of where you are, like what you are aiming for in mm-hmm. in this term. And so if you're getting that pull, that is that's a reason enough to follow. Cause I agree with, with yes. what you were saying, Lisa, too, of that being like, I think astrology is such a powerful permission slip for people to do things that feel out of character because now mm-hmm. you have an access to the full depth of what is all of the multitudes that you contain. And even if you do have, you know, crazy stelliums that are all in one thing, there are still these outliers in there that go like, hey, that maybe doesn't feel quite like the me that I know, but it doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, Uh, totally. And I think we all just need like, reasons to do things we're always looking for some something to say to push us in a in a direction Mm -hmm. and it's like if this is the thing if looking at this circle with a symbol (laughs) tells you like this is okay that's the reason then go Mm -hmm. run completely completely (laughs) you know what's interesting too about you kind of nodding to that that um 12th house placement with sag is like I think that my life became a lot more fulfilling and a lot less stressful when I also realized that 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 was a part of like my mysticism, like a part of kind of my, Mm -hmm. my magnetism was that 
I actually have never really needed reasons to do things. I was like obsessed with finding them, I think, in virtue of being able to explain to other people. Yes. But once I divorced the desire to explain anything to anybody, that became literally obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I realized that like, that's kind of my magic. I think that people are consistently asking me why I'm doing something and very confused about my next move. It's very like everything everywhere all at once I feel Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tap into now is like, you don't know what's coming next because neither do I. And that's the good news. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm going to like, just simply go towards my joy. I think that I actually even wrote about this today and I went into the Grove last oh, yesterday okay and I, always exactly i went to, i went wow. to the grove yesterday <laughs> this is this is some sad 12 house i know shit right i here. went to the grove yesterday <laughs> yeah. i went to the grove yesterday just to feel something yeah and <laughs> it's a great, pl- it's a great place there. to feel a lot of things i gotta say and no exactly <laughs> so i went to go find a pair of designer glasses but then to my right i realized it was barnes and noble so I walked inside and I was like, wait, I just published something. Let me go see if it's in here. And it was there and it was dead ass in the middle oh. of the section. And I watched two, I watched people literally sell out my deck in real time. Oh, Whoa. oh my god! And it was a very powerful moment for me. Anyway, I, my, I had a friend with me. She videotaped it. I posted about it today. And in the caption, I was kind of like reflecting on like this project the realist oracle feels really powerful for me because it was the first thing that I did again in my Saturn, in my Saturn return. Mm-hmm. It was the first project that really came to me with ease and that literally mm. a, and my editor reached out to me and mm. said, I'm following your, I follow your newsletter, which I also just started because it was fuck it. We ball. And I just wanted <laughs> to share myself more vulnerably. I had been on Instagram being hot, cute, sexy, fun for like three years And I'd really limited the part of myself that I'd once been um, congratulated for, which was my intellect. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to marry the two and start sharing more of my writing and getting more and also getting more in touch with an audience directly rather than having to go through like contributing or through publications and stuff, which I had done. So I started the newsletter and an editor reached out to me. He's like, hey, like, you know, do you have kind of any projects we thought you might want to do like a self-guided journal? Like that's kind of what you talk Mm -hmm. about a lot, whatever. And I was like, actually, like, I had spent the, at that point, the entirety of the pandemic and lockdown collecting divination materials. I, that was my fixation. I just mm-hmm. became obsessed with it. Like I'm like an OG crystal bitch. Like my mom was one, like I've been in, in this game for a while, but I felt <laughs> like it didn't really like something just gravitated. I was just gravitating towards decks. Like I just love the art. Yeah. I love the translation from reader to, from, from writer to reader. Mm-hmm. Like all of that was really fascinating to me. And so when she reached out, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I knew that it would come as kind of like a surprise. Like, oh, you're doing that? Like, what it, what, what does that mean to you or why? And like, yeah. I was able to bring in a, a, lot, a friend of mine that I had had for a long time who like I'd wanted to work with for years and just didn't have the budget for her. And I was like, girl, we got a publishing money, which is hilarious mm-hmm. thing to say because it doesn't exist. So then... <laughs> You know, it was you like took the la- was you took the last drop of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And she had like literally just left her full time. Like that week, the week that I proposed this project to her, she had just left her full time job. And so it Lying. just kind of all came in ease. Yeah, it came in ease. But all of that to say that I felt like this project was such a reminder to me that like I could just 
like there is no there is no one path like I just want to create my own magic Mm -hmm. and see what I can do with nothing like see what I can do with just a little inspiration and just see if it if it sticks for me one of it's something so, you like, yeah, that helps. Yeah, right. that's it. That's it. And that's the whole picture, right? I was like, I just like it. Like that is enough of mm-hmm. a reason. And like, I've studied it. I've, I have these relationships. I have this community behind me. Like, and I also just know, I just know that's it. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so yeah, it just that. felt, it felt really good to me. And now I'm starting to understand that that is, that is kind of, I think that that 12th house component is I, like, yeah, I'm just there. doing it. I love that as also thinking of the 12th house as kind of a subconscious, but also an outside out unknown destination, like things coming from mm. places that we aren't knowing. So one, this project itself being something that ca- came to you from something not outside of yourself, because it was from oh, your right. newsletter and all these things, but someone else kind of reaching out to you from the beyond, so to speak. But I also like it as the divination tool itself, because I feel like it is very saggy in its like it's called the realist and it is about it's not not to say that sag isn't like magical too but it is there's like funny stuff where is there is realistic stuff it's very you know playful and fun also powerful but in that sag kind of 12th house way of like this is your funny uh like giving you a real read oracle deck and that feels very 12th sag to me too of it being like who am i who am i calling out to it's someone that's going to be like oh you're crying crying on the subway (laughs) right (laughs) exactly it's like again be fucking for real i'm like there's a dating app you know what i'm saying i'm like there's a dating app my soulmate card it's like a tall gorgeous fin with her little stud boyfriend you know what i'm saying like that's funny like i just wanted there to be as much representation of i was like we we need to get real like this is people shouldn't have to read into unnecessary mm-hmm. language well, and be so deeply inaccessible simple mm-hmm. symbols and i think that that's very gemini sag too of like symbols that people understand and can see and can immediately resonate with and i think that that is Thank like you. a powerful tool of course when you're like what do i when i need to answer right away i think tarot is something that can be something that is or oracle decks any kind of thing is because it is so steeped in in imagery that it can yes. feel overwhelming to people if they don't necessarily know, or it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot of layers and having something so clear, um, I think is really powerful when you are coming to something where you want, where you want to be deeply impacted and affected and be like, who am I, who, who am I working with today? What is, what is, what is the meaning of all of this? I think when that can feel very clear and to the point and fun, like in a way that you go like, oh, this totally. is not to say that it's not serious, but you know, you know what I mean. It's have not, some, have it's some not serious. To, it, to also then encourage you to go like, yeah, hey, it's not that serious. Like we're gonna get through this. You're, this is a phase. This is a, pe- a time period. This is a day. All of these things I think are all very, um, like of of course of your chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I could have said it better myself. <laughs> of finding magic in the mundane, you know, the realist oracle. The mundane feels just so Saturn's presence as well, right? Just like the things mm-hmm. we have to do, the things that are just part of living and existing a life, but then also magicifying it, which I think that's the beautiful blend of Cap and Aquarius. But I had I had a deck question before I did. I want to ask a question sure. just about being an internet person as an Aquarius, mm-hmm. as a Aquarian <laughs> expert. Cause like the most Aquarian thing about me. <laughs> yeah. I'm 11th housey so I like I hard relate and I think a question I get a lot of the time is about especially because a lot of people who listen probably do have their own spiritual magical tarot astrology oracle practice 
but then that mm-hmm. there's such a like taboo of like do people really want to hear this from me the overshare i'm curious if like anything ever snapped in place for you or if anyone ever gave you advice or did like was there a breakthrough for you of like not giving a fuck in terms of like of sharing yourself with an audience um no i think that i have i think i have the opposite problem i think i have the opposite (laughs) problem which is understanding what's for me and not for everybody i think Mm -hmm. the most aquarian thing about me is that i've kind of always felt like community i've always felt like community property Mm -hmm. um like even when i was a kid it was like i would go up to the stinkiest smelliest meanest kid in the class simply because i hated the fact that he didn't have friends like and even though it came at the expense of me and not being able to hang out with my friends I was mm-hmm. like, this This has to happen for us because the vibe is off if somebody here feels bad and that's not rocking mm-hmm. with me. So I think that like, even just down to that level, that was always yeah. really important to me. And because of that, because of that, then when I experience a certain level of like I- emotional or intellectual alienation in like my teenage years, I ran to Tumblr. I dashed <laughs> to Tumblr mm-hmm. um, as all the hot girls too. And that... <laughs> And that is where I really tapped into my oversharing, you know, gift. Yeah. Um, except, of course, I did it behind, like, a veneer. Like, Tumblr had had that way. For a while, I did run an anonymous account as well. So it was, like, Tumblr right. had that way of being able to provide a mask for you. Mm-hmm. And it was all very, like, chic and aesthetic and, like, intentionally dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it was really until, like, I had that kind of early life crisis and realized that I was getting the dopamine hit off of sharing myself as honestly as possible. Actually, nothing felt good to me except for being as honest and raw as possible to my knowledge at that time mm-hmm. that that's just where I was supposed to be. Like nothing ever felt as important as talking about myself. Do you still... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Do do you Honestly. still feel like you'd go up to now that the world is scary and we've had pandemic do you still feel like you'd go up to the stinky yeah i <laughs> oh still God, do I love I st- all of all of all of my romantic partners basically honestly but i I love that (laughs) stinky if if not physically energetically you know what i mean (laughs) these days these days these days were definitely i mean i i'm gonna give myself a nod to my work i've I've got some really nice people in my life actually i only have nice people in my life but that did come from kind of undoing that thing of being like i have to sacrifice my myself my own comfort for like the greater collective it's like I don't mm-hmm. like the idea that that we live in a world that this person's just being rejected for no for no apparent reason like yeah there has to be you know what I'm saying there ha- we have to rectify the situation I think that came from again my own like Aquarian alienation my fear if that mm-hmm. people knew my weirdness in the same way that they could see that person's that I would I would suffer the same fate I think so that's always felt really necessary for me so when are um, you launching your presidential campaign mm -hmm. i know um give me a couple (laughs) years girls maybe the the, the next am i even qualified i know it's like when you're of age okay okay like 20 by 2020 oh no you'll still okay so we got time yeah eyes out for that launch that'll be the real plot twist you know you said you'd get in the projects that are a little 
unexpected. Totally. <laughs> I don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think that's a plot twist for anybody ever that's ever met me. <laughs> I think they would say that sounds right. I always say like, and this also might sense might make sense for my entire birth chart, but I've always said like, I think that goddess the spirit gave me a really really good heart because they knew that i would become a vicious cult leader if it were not for that yeah uh, you know what i'm saying there is like this part of me that i'm like it could have happened it could have i do think evil. i was born to do it the, but, the, it level, the level of aquarian you know concentration there i think you're right i do think you're right <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like it's that that in tandem with like this like insatiable desire to under to like be a part of the mystic and like mm-hmm. to understand it and I also belonging is like a part of everything that I create like that's mm-hmm. why I created the deck my newsletter that I got my deal from is called come home I have come home tatted on my body like I'm writing a book it's it, that is based on the concept of belonging like these are all things that are really important to me and that's what I mm-hmm. seek to make people feel I think in a different in a different time, different space. If I had the the heart to rob people of that for my own for my own self interest, <laughs> sure. it could happen. Watch this well, space, you know. When we, honestly, we'll, watch we'll, this we'll, we'll join the come home, yeah. you know, eco village in Costa Rica when you're when it once it launches. Totally, absolutely. Honestly, and even then, I would attempt it, and it would just be Utopia Girls. I'll be honest. That's all. Yeah. That's all I got. Hey. That's all I got in me. That's all um, I got in me. I'd, my deck question was, I'm just curious which card from your totally. deck you either pull today or are really vibing with, or like, is there a deck or a card from your deck right now that's like near and dear to your heart? Oh my gosh. Um, I wish I had one while I'm traveling right now, but yes, there are a few of them that I really, really love. Um, my first one, the, my favorite card, and it was the card that I knew that was probably the first card that I knew I was going to design. Um, it's the choose love card and it's inspired. It is inspired by the lovers. It holds the same number mm-hmm. as the lovers in the major arcana. And it's like a woman, it's a, a micro shot of a woman holding her phone and looking on a dating app. And she's seeing a woman who like is wearing clothes that have a similar, like colorful themes as her nails. Mm-hmm. Like you can see distinctly that her mm-hmm. nails have like a very specific design on them. Anyway, created that card to express that her finger is kind of in the middle of the the right or the left mm-hmm. and I was using that as a modern expression of like it's not it, the decision itself is not what's important it's about what you think is reflective of the choice that you're making within yourself and who what part of you that you're choosing right now mm-hmm. and making it the most loving and authentic and mirror decision that you can of who who you want to become and what you feel is most important to you and like kind of being in that liminal space between right and left is what's really making that moment. It's not about the right or the left. Mm-hmm. It's that you're trying to look in, in the image of the people and the spaces around you and understand why you're making those choices. And obviously in context of today, like that that could be a card that very literally is like, you know, I'm, I'm vibing with somebody I'm dating right now and it just makes sense, right? It could be yeah. as literal as sometimes a lover's is. But if we dive a little bit deeper into it, um, you know, that was kind of my intention behind the card. And I love the fact that it's like, so it looks so technical and <laughs> obvious and obvious, but it, even in my description of the card, I kind of dive into that. And I think that's something that is, it kind of plays out throughout 
the entire deck is this like it's very tender and very cutesy and like right off the bat you're like oh like her nails like that's a sleigh and the girl in the thing that's a sleigh and it makes sense that she wants to be with her but if you dive a little bit deeper you're like oh, okay i see that like actually she hasn't made a decision she's halting mm. the decision why is she on dating apps like what is she looking for does maybe she doesn't even really want a partner right now maybe she just wants to you know sleep with somebody or maybe she's looking for a friend so kind mm. of all of those things are what comes up under the choose love card and i really like that I love that. I think it's so indicative too of how we make our choices, especially because in a relationship, in a relationship sense, I mean, I think on a dating app, the, the instinct, and maybe this is like my, my stuff showing, but it's like, you're imagining a life with that person. And it like, it can be a real fast. No, it can be a real like, oh yes, but it is kind of your, it is reflecting you, you know, cause you're like, I, you of course, you're making an assumption about who the person is or whatever, but it's like, that's why people put a big fish or hiking pictures because it's like, they want <laughs> you to imagine yourself this doing active things with them and doing going on traveling and doing, instead of just like selfies, what's well, like, what can we imagine that we do at home when that's mm. all we have or whatever? Here's exactly, my big exactly. fish. I love that. I like thinking <laughs> I about I like thinking about also both of those things being both the person in the picture and the person doing the picking of like, I feel like getting your nails done is a choosing love for yourself and choosing something, choosing to express something that you like about yourself or a color that you like or whatever. And then also seeing that, like you said, reflected back in someone else of being like, maybe, maybe they're not going to swipe on that person. Maybe they decide it's not, but it is still seeing seeing love, seeing things about you that you love in right. in the world and as an option, I think is always like a, I mean, the card, choose love. It's that where it's like the, you know, mm-hmm. the, whether right. it's caring exactly. for Wherever. yourself or seeing something, deciding to see yourself in another to go like, maybe I'm not going to swipe on them, but I still see that people are, have potential and I am, I am somewhere to be found somewhere. Wherever the opportunity for love is, that's what you're looking toward. That's exactly it. And Mm -hmm. my, largely my inspiration for that was like, I really had had a super tumultuous relationship with literally anybody I've ever tried to find romantic partnership with up until like 2020 when I got out of my last relationship. And then I I mean I was in my like celibacy era you know what I'm saying it was mm-hmm. like really trying to dip into myself trying to figure out where the self self-defeating self-sabotaging patterns were and I when I kind of like started to like kind of tiptoe back into the scene like I realized for example the Leo with the cancer moon that I referenced earlier like he's somebody that's always had a really I've always had a really loving connection with and mm-hmm. he like kind of resurfaced right mm-hmm. as I decided to to exit my celibacy phase and then I was like getting asked out left right and center but like all these like really incredible options right and I was like this is like I'd never felt this way like I felt such defeat prior to this this mm-hmm. time in my life where I was like what it clearly there's something you know that that shame inside me brokenness inside me that I felt like I was always looking to be affirmed in having partners that were unavailable to me was like maybe there's something about me that like I've never even saw anybody even close to the kind of the level of potential that I'm looking for in a partner like how is that possible and that Mm -hmm. was immediately kind of like just obliterated through this experience after I had done the work which is how it always happens Mm -hmm. and most importantly I was like realizing that all of these people were a reflection of 
who I decided that I like recently kind of come into these like desires of mine. One mm -hmm. was to like really kind of break from the monotony and from the feeling of um, like delayed gratification and the idea that I had to work really hard in order to have like, a life of leisure and a life of enjoyment and instead actually just go on trips and start traveling more and start saying yes to like mm -hmm. romantic opportunities that I might not before and be less concerned with like, is this the finality of my life? Mm -hmm. And all of these people were kind of reflective of parts of that journey. So like this guy, he kind of resurfaced and I realized like what I've liked about, like as much as I enjoy you, what I've liked about you this whole time is that you are a like entirely self-determined creative. He's a digital nomad. He has communities from all over the world that he like loves and pours into, makes time for. They meet in countries and they hang out. Like I was like, and he feels a sense of freedom, even though he has so much obligation. Like mm -hmm. this man has mm -hmm. so much obligation and has built a million businesses and like is so successful, but he feels light and free and is always choosing that. And I was like, that is what I'm trying to be. And that's why I've been mm. attracted to you. As much as I enjoy you, there are like all these other things that don't really make sense for us in partnership way. But what I'm choosing about you is something that I, that I contain right now and that I'm looking to unlock, find the courage to unlock. So mm. yeah, it was like, I was kind of in that phase and, and the card just made sense. Yeah. I love back to your cancer seventh house, Leo eighth house, because you know, seventh house, we do typically see that for like, it can be marriage partnerships where people like were very partnered in, in, you know, in the depths with, and then the eighth house doubling down on that, right? Like where we're sharing resources, we're building a life, we're building a world, family, death, taxes, whatnot. But it's, it's just so cool to think of that as the moon and sun too, because it just sounds like it's reflecting you. Right. Mm -hmm. And like this, like role model, almost sort of thing of like, sure. I'm sure you could take care of a lot of people if you already are you know doing that with your friendships and community and you know you have the Saturn shit to back it up too right like these projects and um you know building something seeing the potential um and you know and then like I'll come back to the Jupiter Scorpio too because it's like you know it can play the long game and find the ways to make it work but I just think it's so beautiful of it like reflecting your Taurus moon in this fifth house of pleasure and just romance and fun and like enjoy let's enjoy each other and then of course leo with the son of just aquarian like be like a power couple sort of thing if right. we're thinking of like a one-to-one -one relationship so right. i think looking totally. at our seventh and eighth house too and like what planets are there it's like i'm just hearing so much reflection and that's truly what the luminaries do for us mm. so much is like reflect and shine all the light on like the things that we care about Right. They're shining. Real, you know, everything is illuminated all, all the time. <laughs> everything totally. is illuminated all the time. Yeah. Well, just that, just that reminder of like, it's, I don't want to say it's all about you in the sense that it's not about, it's not also about community right. and caring for other people, but it is that thing that I think people forget so much in their isolation, in their loneliness, in their feeling of not belonging that like it, Choose, finding yourself in as many people as possible or in in that thing too is what kind of continues to generate us in relationship with each other and why we need each other because it's not just about hearing the details of someone else's life it's also about finding qualities in yourself and and right. expanding all of that sharing those things having those things brought out of you and I think that's mm -hmm. like the point 
the point of relationships or the why why we need each other is because not only do we need to like support each other because we go through difficult times we also get to find ourselves and grow and learn and and be like we're we're all one (laughs) you know and that's your source yeah and that's your source support from right it's like the more that you understand of yourself and choose things that are reflectors they're also multipliers Mm -hmm. I always I always Mm -hmm. say that I think that like spaces that are that reflect also multiply and that just gives you that much more to pour from in in the places that you find most belonging well, and I feel like this is definitely from, you know, stuff that you post on the internet, but it is also that finding finding affirmation in each other instead of isolation or instead of comparisons, mm. instead of these things, having everything be, this is a reflection of, again, not like about me, like I, I did this right. on my own, but it is like all of these wonderful people that are around me is also because of me, like this is me, I, I yes. call this in, I deserve this, this is because I have qualities that people want to be around too, and I think that that is so hard for people to claim a lot of the time because we do live in such a culture of comparison and competition and and it feel that feels also just vulnerable and scary to to give people that kind of power you know my Scorpio stellium is talking right now to give people that power over you or with you or whatever wherever it is to kind of relinquish that to let people be able to come in and and hurt you or have an opinion about how you how you see yourself but I think when we are coming from a place of like this is all this is all for me this is all like of me and to be able to take like celebrate in that and to be like this is stuff that I I am entitled to feel abundant because of I think puts us in a place to be in more to choose to choose love to be in community and to to feel open to each other in a different way yeah I could not agree more that's so beautiful I love well, that. This is from you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. And again, as we say, it's all reflection. It's yeah. all reflection. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, to kind of go back to what Stevie asked earlier, I think that that is above all else why I did gravitate towards um, both like a, a mode and a tool to connection and also a career on the internet mm-hmm. is that it felt as much like opportunity as possible to engage with information and in thinkers and thought patterns and belief systems and ways of being that allowed space for that. And like, I think in particular also allowed that the opportunity for expansion. And I think at times in my life when it was a bit more limited. So like, when I was younger, I got into Tumblr because I was like in a predominantly white neighborhood in the suburbs and like nobody looks like me. It didn't feel like anybody had the complicated feelings that I had that come with the identities that I had of like, I grew up like relatively non-religious, I'm biracial, I was in a military family. I never really like was in a place for too long. So I always felt this like, I'm looking for people who are like me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in college, I was in the South for the first time really. And I was really faced again with a lot of these identities and feeling other. And that's when I, again, gravitated towards the internet the most. And Mm -hmm. that really kind of clicked for me when I had little else, when I was in that Mm -hmm. very like codependent addictive phase in my life, when I felt like I couldn't see myself, I was like, if I kind of just affirm and echo the like very, very small, soft, still distinguished voice that is there telling me that there is something I know of then I, it will, it will become louder. And Mm -hmm. 
I like actually looking back, I really can't believe that I followed that. It it like even right now I'm trying to like hear that voice and it feels like a whisper, but right now it's like the loudest thing that I can hear in my mm-hmm. life is like my own eternal internal compass. But at the time it was just like this this little voice that was like, you have a story. Like even though it's painful or it feels challenged or like you feel like nobody gets it, like you have a story and everybody gets it. A lot of people get it because that is what you're here for is to remind people that their story is significant. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to do it by example. If you mm-hmm. thought you were playing a numbers game, New York and LA, I mean, the internet's, you know, triple millioning <laughs> down exactly. on that. And it's all, it's twice as hard because it's everything and everyone and the, the negative parts of people too. And the hateful, I mean, we Big all, yuck. we've all, we've all had comments on our, on our posts. I'm sure right. we all know right. what it feels like, but yeah, then right. there, there are the other comments too, that are like, I relate to this so much like this. I found you through this right. and whatever. And so it is, it is right. that numbers game. Actually, I'm kind of curious about your guys' experience because I have found that being a weird bitch online, being a weird <laughs> bitch online, meaning being somebody with like kind of weird and esoteric and like deep interests, mm-hmm. I feel has both definitely drawn in. Obviously you're going to get hate. You're going to be people who are like, none of this is real, dumb, whatever. But I have found it's also kind of isolated me to a a place on the internet where like people kind of have to find me. Like the only way that you found Mm. me is if you kind of trickled in through other weird bitches and we're all just here now. Yeah, And I'm curious if you guys have kind of had that same experience being obviously it's like you guys have a niche and it's so specific. Mm -hmm. And it's also yeah. booming right now at the same time. So yeah, I think I astrology think- and woo can be very insular. I, I don't think because the thing I hear, and maybe it's from like being married to a man and also having friends who, I mean, it's kind of rare in LA to have friends that don't like astrology, but I think there's this right. like, well, I don't speak this. I don't understand this. And so there's like, I'm not here to participate. And then the the areas where people participate are memes they're usually the very stereotypical, you know, like sometimes. I'm not an Aries that likes to go boxing. What's this with me? So I think right. it is very like, it's right. only, I think only when there's like a really like runaway meme is when you get the randoms coming. That's like, this is dumb and sucks, but it's also like, well, that's just when anything is popular on the internet. Like right. it's it doesn't insane matter who you if all the comments were pro, but I do think it's, it, I think we're still despite think, popularity. Yeah so for uh, the most part bubble yeah i i post yeah. like my stand-up clips and i find that that's an area where i just as a female comedian just expect everyone to hate me and yeah. so it is like it I'm is so an, it is a niche but it is like <laughs> yeah. i just don't even like i don't, I don't even read it half the time because i'm like no. oh, i'm sure yeah. half of them are just saying women aren't funny and like whatever else you know totally well i i, I mean that is that is niche but it's also just so so not because everybody well first of all comedy is like one of the oldest crafts and also like people really want the level of courage that you have to have to get up Mm -hmm. on stage and say I think I'm funny and now I'm gonna prove Mm -hmm. it to you and anything that requires courage people are going to be absolute dicks about because that's the greatest challenge to them 
I find that it's the same in astrology too, though. It's like, I'm willing to say that I investigate myself and I'm yes. willing, like that is bravery. It is to say, mm-hmm. I believe in stuff that I can't see and like all that kind of mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, that is the same bravery. And so it is the same kind of like reactions Exercise. that you get or people looking for it or, you know, cause I mean, clearly, you know, you can tell from, I'm sure any of our DMS, it's like, people are also looking for, you know, women to do these things and like creeps right. are also look obviously. Yeah. But like it's like <laughs> totally. people do like Google this stuff. They look for it. They search for it. But it's also like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels somehow less, I guess, like personal than the stand-up stuff because I feel like in stand-up it is more like I don't know, people are angrier you're there. And it's I feel like in, <laughs> in the astrology space, they already are like, well that's dumb that's dumb right. women stuff anyways like so they they're already disappointed yeah. having, they start yeah. disappointed yes yeah all they can say is astrology is dumb like that kind of thing like it, it just yeah you're right like a, stand up there like you specifically yes. suck it's you it's <laughs> right. you specifically right. women in like you are representative Completely. of women in general how dare you right come into this and it's thing, like, like never come back here it's like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. i had i Listen, I missed it once. Give me a yeah. fucking break. <laughs> but- <laughs> Astrology is more like stay in your weird corner because you guys are crazy like that. And it's like, okay, yeah. fine. Leave well, it. You know what? Us alone. <laughs> you know what the worst was or like the worst, I think, behavior on display was when um, we weren't in this article, but like friends were when the imposters were start- mm-hmm. first starting to pop off um, mm-hmm. on Instagram with like people pretending to be mystical people and scam people on money. They're still out there. No one will ever DM you. Hello, yeah. beloved. <laughs> just right. a reminder. But I just remember that LA Times article was like, well, they're grifters. So fuck them. Yeah. And I was right. very, I was like, oh, right. Like people think we're snake oil salesmen. Yeah. Like, right. Because there are, there are. But that's like, you could say that about any, literally field. anything. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Like you could look on a fa- you could look on a mommy Facebook group for electricians, <laughs> and yeah. you are going exactly for for the local electrician, and you will find somebody who is scamming. That is just true totally. for anything where you can make money. I think people feel the worst about it because it's something that's also like connected to religion and also right. challenging well, like, it institutionalized religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, male comedians code. are yeah. male comedians are only scamming people (laughs) (laughs) that's their whole thing (laughs) well because everything about everything about a male comedian's human experience he got from a girlfriend that he dated and mistreated and took her funny and used it on stage of course Mm -hmm. so that's that's exactly Mm -hmm. right and that i guess that's not even true for male that's just for men yeah. That's like male comedians. That's just men. Who men are in goofy. general. Male comedians yeah. are just loud about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. You got to hit a mic while you're out here in LA. I know. I was like, that was, that was some little material <laughs> right there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I might, I might brush up on it. Hey. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll tell you the good ones. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do we play a game? I know. I was like, do we have yeah, our... Yeah, we could... We'll yeah. just have to come back, of course. Yes, like, absolutely. Well, but of course, before we love. wrap up, we like to play a little game with our guests called Mary Fuck kill are you familiar with this game? yeah okay i love this right. game all Perfect. right so we're gonna play two rounds these are celebrities with your big three so they share your astrological oh, no. placements mm-hmm. 
There's two of them and they're all weird. I'm already scared. I think I've looked this up before. It's a unique list. Let's just say that. Um, I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Epstein shares my. Oh, we don't. We don't. Wait, we weren't going to. Yeah, I was like, we, we, we always do. Good. Yeah, guys, I was like, don't I said, worry. We don't want to put you in. Him in here. Yeah, I'm like, we don't want to put anyone in these kind of situations. Yeah. We Both, should... even, even in the even in the theoretical. And, we would never send our friends to the island. CV, you look so concerned, babe. He's an Aries moon. <laughs> Is oh, what I oh, just confirmed. I was just like, oh, what is, like, okay. and he's like a zero, yeah. zero, zero quirk. Okay. Anyways, he, we too. won't know okay. that sometimes we know, okay, um, we usually, tr we try to only play with non canceled people, but sometimes we find right. out later. So just a full disclosure, like the intention was not to play. No, with totally. Canceled. This is totally. happening as of totally. as of August eighth. These people are not canceled. <laughs> are not canceled. <laughs> we have yet to find out their true. Yeah, let to find out the true yeah. horrors of who they are. The Lionsgate <laughs> portal has not sucked them up. Revealed, and revealed them yet. Yeah, yes, exactly. So we're gonna start first round. This rounds for the ladies. So I will. It's hard to find also too with we don't always have every celebrity's birth time, so risings can be a little harder to find. But you did have one big three twin which doesn't happen all the time for our guests, which is, do you know who your big three twin is? No. Sun, Moon, Rising. Mariska Haggerty. A oh, speed good one. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's a really good one. Wow. I'm going to be honest. She's, I'm, that's, that's not even a question for me. It's Mary because she's been one of my longest <laughs> running relationships. Really? I'm so serious. I have loved her since, like literally SVU is the reason I decided that I wanted to be a lawyer. I have been watching her probably okay. longest of anybody in my life. So that makes sense for me. I'm a Mary oh on that. God. Oh my love God. It. Okay. All right. I love no other options Strong. have even been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't need I'm, I mean, a period. I've already decided. I told you guys I make decisions. Yeah. But go ahead. That's true. We're going to have to link it in. We'll continue. Kendra up with the SVU podcast now. Oh um, yeah. Yes. With that yeah. messed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll talk. Mm -hmm. Um, This one's this front, as I said, is for the ladies. So we're playing with Mariska Haggerty. The other two are Aquarius Suns, Taurus Moons. We have Kelly Rowland and okay. Cheryl Crow. Wow. Oh, oh. wow. Well, okay. Kelly Rowland literally is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in person. Like, I wow. I feel like people have become Where desensitized. Where do you spot I, Like, it, it's some industry stuff. Okay. But she is, I, I think that people don't realize how unreal she actually looks, but she really? has the most glossy perfect skin i have ever seen she looks like an alien in real life honestly okay. honestly <laughs> like okay. you're like wow i can't believe you're real like huge huge eyes like she's gorgeous oh. um i'm gonna do uh, no actually this is relatively easy for me i'm still i'm going to marry mariska i'm going to mm -hmm. fuck kelly and i'm going to kill cheryl and there's no question mm -hmm. about that for me hey. okay someone's gotta go so yeah it, it just it's how someone's, the crumbles. someone's gotta go someone's gotta exactly. go exactly exactly Oh, but yeah, wow. I'm really happy. I, I had no idea that Kelly and I were linked like that. What's her rising? Uh, I'll report back Let's in see. just one moment. See if we find it. Uh, yeah, I think it might be up there. I think she was. Uh, you guys go ahead and I'll, I'll, report, I'll come back. I feel it. like this is such a hard one because it's from, this is a good group. It doesn't yeah. always happen. Like there's a like, there's no chance that I kill Kelly Rowland. That's like the thing for me because I'm like, I want to be like either marry or fuck into a destiny's child person yeah. like that for me is like okay but I, now i'm torn between mercy she's sad rising just so you guys okay. know so that's sweet oh. deal, of course yeah Her wow butt. 
That makes okay. sense because her butt's amazing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I think I think this is the thing for me is that I, you know, again, I've got the cat placements with with the Mary. I'm like, who am I going the long way with? Mm-hmm. Mariska has just really proven her staying power in a yeah. way you were loyal before anyone else I came also, into the fold I yeah. also feel like you might just have the right answer because I'm like she does <laughs> yeah, such she might. does such good work to Mariska like she she's does, a great like, person yeah she like does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff for actual victims and everything and it's like totally. I don't know I think I'm going the same answer as you yeah like she's so Aquarius with it she was like it- I've portrayed something and now I have to make it right in my personal life Mm-hmm. it is hard for me to kill cheryl but i'm like i know i think it's the right choice i don't know i just don't yeah i don't yeah i don't know what to do with cheryl because she can she can plank for like five like five fifty minutes well she then then i have her. to kill her <laughs> in that yeah, case actually like, she wouldn't have said she that will shame wish you. she wouldn't have brought the planking into it um because i do i do love her um i do have a connection to the music and i know that she has also helped um you know produce other women's music and things too which is like not not a thing that a lot of people do um true you want to soak up the sun is what you're saying i do want to i do want to i do want to soak up the sun all i want to do is have some fun Um, she's a taurus (laughs) rising too just to like my husband that's her earthiness yeah Mm. but but i also know i do think in my heart that like she i do think that you have you hit the right answer because yeah, I, think. I think the part of me that like is drawn to Cheryl is the part of me that's drawn to like every Aquarius that's like ruined me where I'm like there it's there's the un, it, she's the unattainable she's unavailable, unavailable and mm-hmm. like she's not you'll she's never not catch gonna, her yeah she's not gonna give me what I want and it's gonna drive no. me mad and no. so I think the only way we can't I mean she's gotta go <laughs> sorry okay. Cheryl Crow has 600 unread text messages Oh yeah, I mean, true. I can feel it, mm-hmm. and it, part of that's because of her age, but also it's because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, it's I also have because... to quickly screen share this. I, I don't know how I got here, just looking up Kelly Rowland's natal chart, but I mean, her response to a fan. <laughs> she's since deleted, but uh, Kelly Rowland yes. come on my face like my whole face catch it. I love it. Yes, Calandria. So, exactly that's all right like, she's an icon i may i mean so wait mary mariska fuck kelly fuck kill kelly cheryl. kill cheryl consensus wow this, sometimes it's happened sometimes, there's sometimes a right there answer. is a right answer yeah. yeah and that's it i feel like this is and it. again cheryl's done great work and we'll all be you know yeah, yeah. no yeah. no again, truly, rest truly in cheryl. peace yeah. you and your, it was hard i to hope see you're that. planking in your grave you know what i mean She's, if it makes she's planking for all eternity. Yeah, <laughs> the long, um, the long, the long plank. <laughs> so, some other Aquarius Sun Taurus moons are Christian Bale, Jay Cole, Matt Dillon, Gina Davis, Jackson Pollock, Jim Jarmusch, and Olivia Coleman. Um, so oh, cool. Gina Davis. Hot. I, right? I don't know why I'm so excited to hear about Gina Davis, but I should have thrown her in the. I, I was gonna throw her in the in this girly mix, but I was like this. It's already complicated enough with these three. Like yeah. Gina's just right. gonna throw a fucking wrench right. if, she, if she's in here. Like 
totally. six foot tall. Yeah. Devastating. Me. Talk about the president, our president. Yeah, I was like, no, Madam really. President. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I've literally, and also like literally, we've never seen bone structure like that before. And also, she invented or since. baseball. Or since maybe, yeah, exactly. Or or since, and she invented baseball, um, mm-hmm. and then thereby inventing feminism. So there's a lot yeah. of things that I feel good about. Legina. Okay. I wow. Just love yeah. her so much. Esteemed, esteemed company. Well, okay. and also, I'm sorry. Uh, I know this was a la- round for the ladies, but Matt Dillon also, I think like huge, a, a, a perfect face possibly. So a lot of good, sure a lot of good work yeah. happening over here. Oh, yeah. um, so Aquarius, on Cap Rising, this is the, this is a random round. Uh, we have, I don't think we played with any of these people before. So this is exciting. We're going to do it with Lauren Conrad, Elijah Wood and Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Oh my God. This wow. is hard in a different way. Hard Wait, no, this hard. is crazy. So no, these this are is Aquarius a crazy on Capricorn Risings. All these people would have been relevant to me at the same time. There's a li- the Aquarius mm-hmm. is doing the like um conspiracy theory mm-hmm. connecting yeah. the dots. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing yeah. cue the cue the American idiot right now that opening guitar riff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're in, we're exactly. in a flashback. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, this is gals, this is tough. It's a hard this is maybe one of the hardest ones. Because well, like okay, everyone's I'm, bringing something very unique to the table. I mean, I so have big to say... elfin elfin energy. You just have mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. right exactly like a lot of there's an elf vibe. Totally. No, I have to say for me, I think it's going to be Mary Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Mary Elijah Wood, fuck Green Day and kill Lauren Conrad. Unfortunately, Lauren Conrad has to go because she is a Republican and has she been is? ten toes and has been and has been ten toes down in that for really I was so I, I was do have planning to kill her, to kill her regardless because there can only be one Elsie. And- yeah let's <laughs> go let's we're talking go. about old Shanu over here baby but now that I know <laughs> that go. now that I know that I'm like let's take her down yeah know? Unfortunately, yeah. she she just actually is notoriously so conservative for that's, no reason. That's the that's real reason. Beach. That's, that's, that's the, the reason. The real reason she didn't go to Paris. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's like, dirt, right. So dirty. Yeah. So that's, Maybe, that's that's strike imagine, too. Imagine Lauren actually the the alt universe where Lauren goes to Paris and actually like right. changes and <laughs> was a mind? Trump supporter. Yes. No, I think so because the thing is that was the day that she decided to be a pick me. And once you decide to be a pick me, you care about men for forever. Mm-hmm. You're in the male gaze for forever. So I think that that's when we lost our girls. But I'm re- I'm like reading these insane roundups of like articles from 2008 about Lauren and Heidi supporting John McCain, and it's just like, oh my god, of yeah. course. But also, wow. of course, wow. And also course. a flash, also a flashback to McCain girlies. I know, um, like a hilarious. Okay, Wait, um, but then that's also reminding me of spencer pratt who is a perfect person i he is he is literally so god awful but then also recently you guys he has started a business called pratt daddy i'm sure it's quite popular here in la it's an important it's an important space i'm watching that space listen the con the content is 
absolutely watchable and like that the hummingbirds the you know he is tapped into something okay I don't know there to me and then to me I feel like I've been seeing a lot of this coming up in in our witchy woo space of reminding people that like everyone can tap into magic into everything like this is not this is not you don't have to be good yeah, this is not exclusive to good people and we need to get that out of our mind because I feel like we give a lot of grace and we go like, oh, if you're in, right. no one else has right. access to this. And Back it's like, to the nah, grifters. Can, yeah, like, there. We, anybody can step into the stream and be tapped in and he is tapped in. So, I mean, there is something. 100%. There is something. Dude, Lauren, His morality is that zero. we brought up Spencer in her, <laughs> in her uh, round. I she like, listens what to this. Fuck, she does. fucking lose it. Also, I mean, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer and Heidi were this is maybe a little LA local politics. They were very much pushing for Sheriff Villanueva, who's, oh, yeah, they're Republicans. They're, yeah, they, they are. live in Santa 100. Barbara. They're Republicans. Honestly, would be, should we have Spencer on? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. my, my brain's going places. No, to have Spencer Pratt on the show, you guys, that would be so incredible. And I also think that he would, he would, I, he we would, could he probably would love FaceTime this. him on Instagram. Like we could probably message him like right now. And he'd probably have no, 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 we should. He would love, he would love this. First of all, he's yeah. a Leo. And the yeah. fact that you guys would just I be have... asking, you know what I'm saying? It's all about him. You know, things about him. He would love it. Yeah. Also relevant to the Lauren Conrad situation, Capricorn rising, Spencer Pratt over here. Mm. Oh, wow. Moon. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they were always, wow. well, now, I need, now I need Heidi. Oh, wow. I know she's a Virgo. Um, it was cause... never, it was never, they were always going to, it was be. never going to work. Yeah, they were always going to conflict. Okay, enemies. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to kill. I think once again there there might be there might be a right answer here as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm I don't torn. know. I think I'm going the other way. I think I'm marrying Billy. You're marrying Billy Joe. I yeah, I I'm not. I, I Elijah does that. nothing for me. I mean, I'll sleep with him, but you know, just to say I did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, also, yeah. just a heads up, Heidi is a Virgo sun, Virgo rising, Aquarius moon. Oh, wow. Had to let the people okay. know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Aquarius moon makes a lot of sense. She is not here. <laughs> <laughs> she is somewhere, but it is not here. I like mm-hmm. I like her as the antenna that is connecting. That is mm-hmm. how that is how Spencer is. She's the channel. The source. She is the, the, she is the, the antenna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's exactly right oh my gosh so who are we that's okay. gorgeous Billy right. Joe Lauren Elijah got it okay you know hmm. you know I don't feel strongly about Billy Joe or Elijah in a in a way either either sexually or like what am I marrying into although mm-hmm. I do feel like Elijah I do like this Hollywood story but I yeah I feel like I just gotta I feel like I I understand I feel like I could be a better partner to Elijah than to Billy Joe I feel like Billy Joe I'm gonna be like I feel like we would have a good time and respect and all of this but I do feel like there is something I mean I've I've done I've done the Aquarius punk thing, okay, and, <laughs> and not a not a not a yeah, not a sense liter- of humor. Actually, no. literally, <laughs> it's a one way ticket to a personal hell. Yes, yeah, so it's I am like you know, 
I do think Elijah has done more like comedy stuff now and all of these things too. Now that I'm thinking, love him in Yellow more. Jackets, recent Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. appearance, so yes. good and mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I just think. Does this do anything for you? That actually does so much more for yes. me. This is way better than it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a picture of yeah. him on a live scooter with a cig. Well, looking first cool. of all, he's supporting the environment, not looking cool. He's supporting the environment. <laughs> <laughs> he's supporting I mean, the environment. He does look super satisfied with himself. His grip is strong. He's present. <laughs> he's not even listening both, to music. And he's both in transit. Be, both mm-hmm. feet firmly planted. Next yeah. to each other on the scooter. <laughs> very, very suspect. Not even one in front hey, of that's, the I'm like, that's fixed energy to me right there. for me is like maybe a kill. <laughs> moving everyone's needles in different directions yeah no all right mary mary elijah fuck billy joe kill lauren mm-hmm. i'm gonna marry elijah i'm not attracted to billy joe which makes me maybe one of i know this is a game just a reminder i'm not condoning this behavior no, i only want to fuck lauren not. conrad just so we can have that post cigarette and like so tell me right. everything about the hills she doesn't talk that's the other part so like now it's like the agreement being we're gonna have like an afternoon of like dish right and i know that she won't and this is like in a world she would not want to do this but this is a fantasy in a game and this is how yes no i think the thing is there's a chance that she's a republican because she is gay and the other thing (gasps) is oh so wow she might like clam dive efficiently and effectively like that Okay, I, I was right. going to say something maybe I, horrible. So I will, I will be like oh, that closeted, mm-hmm. like that horny, repressed, yeah, repressed. I think yeah. it's possible. She's she's giving nothing but repressed. Also, mm-hmm. you know there is there is a theory because Audrina Audrina has a podcast with Brody, right? And she has said that the reason why Spencer and lauren could never really stand each other is because they fucked wow i believe that they probably three-wayed and then it got messy it went Mm -hmm. weird Mm -hmm. it went weird also yes i watched all laguna beach all the hills and all the city during august 2020 that calendar absolutely leo season month was just the hills nonstop. so all of them are back on all mm-hmm. of them are back on all streaming services, so you can get right mm-hmm. back on it. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and well, we, yeah, we got to get the crew yeah. on. Did everyone answer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some other, other notable sun cap rising. Um, um, yes, we have. These are all going to be so the opposite vibe of what was just shared. We have Rosa Parks, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, Cristiano Ronaldo, Paul Newman, Clark Gable, Brandon Lee, Tom Selleck, and John Belushi. Wow, okay. the whole classics. Crew. Yeah. Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, he is also married to an Aquarius son. He's he's married to an Aquarius son, Taurus Moon. His wife is also an Aquarius son, Taurus Moon. And I only know this because I looked it up after they after they had their little show. Have you ever watched her show? I think it's called Hello Georgina. She has a Netflix special. It's called Something Georgina. 
Okay. Mm, Something Georgina. Okay. Wife Georgina Rodriguez. Here we go. Yeah. She is for sure yeah. an Aquarius. Okay. I Wait, love what, it. What all these like mean? random um celebrity commentary that you're throwing in as we've <laughs> gone through. Most of the time, people that when we play Mary Fuck Hill, they're like, I don't know who this person is. So I'm like, just <laughs> oh, amazing. You've known everyone and like and deep extra facts. Yes. Yeah. No, literally, this is you guys. This is my my neurodivergence kicking in. This is the only thing that I know anything about. <laughs> I don't think from, from my true. Wikipedia I don't think that's phase, true, I don't think that's true. But I'll laugh yeah. with you. Yeah, you're in a from safe, my Wikipedia face. You're in a safe space. It. This is saying she's a Leo moon, but you know these mm. these charts can be. Wait, what's her what's her rising? I don't know if we know. This one says Scorpio with a leo moon but again a lot of the times we've had people be like you used the wrong chart for this person and it's actually oh, right. this. Mm -hmm. it's, and we're we're on a commie so i love it's like it's fine we so seldom see an aquarius for aquarius pair, pair and i really really love that because That's they're both true. just so hot and so interesting and aquarians mm -hmm. also aren't known for that either like they're always kind of like a you know what I'm saying? Like a hometown hero character. It's like, oh yeah, I do love them, but I kind of didn't know their name, but they're they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. But they are everywhere in everybody's hometown hero. Yeah. They're, they're holding each other's cups. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hot well, cups. Really love. Really well, love hot cups. Well, Kendra, I mean, Iconic. we could we could do this forever and we'll have to do this again because I feel like we've only just scratched Honestly. the surface. And I also feel like I, you know, we, we all need our cups filled and this was such a <laughs> affirming, wonderful experience. Yes. Um, the realist Oracle deck, of course, where can people find it? Anywhere you buy books, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, um, the Bezos website, preferably bookshop.org. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can also catch me on my newsletter, come home, kendraawesome.substack.com. Um, you can catch me at Eldest Daughter Podcast, available on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and YouTube, if you want to see me in HD. Um, <laughs> what else am I doing? And, oh, you, and, and guys, you, you do. Just yeah, a heads up. You do. You come do. on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, the thing is, they can just move from, from this video to mine. Yeah. And that's, Ooh, that's, hopefully that's, the they'll already be on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. So they'll bring us all together. Yes, they're already on YouTube. Um, and if you are in New York and would love to make a new friend or a few, feel free to to tap on into Third Cup, um, my community collective on Instagram, and um, follow our Geneva or in our newsletter so that you get updates on events. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. Thank you. This was wonderful. A pleasure and a delight. Thank you all for listening. We are so glad you've joined us. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.